ladies and gentlemen, it's your girl, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and you're listening to me on Cut to the Chase. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Gregory Proctor, and welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase, episode 48, Out of Frustration. Frustration in the terms of psychology means internal source of frustration, usually involving the disappointment that one gets when you cannot have the results of something that you have strived for. It's a lack of confidence, a lack of fear in a social situation. And one quote that I gathered as a part of our backstory looking into out of frustration, how do we decide to react to what is thrown at us? It determines our happiness or frustration. Very interesting question that I'll leave for not only our featured guests, but I'll also leave that to the audience. Five things that frustration brings about, particularly if you're an employee, frustration piles on an extra weight of work when you're dealing with uh, lazy coworkers. Frustration comes from the fact of lack of communication from your management team. Frustration is uh, is a result of change and resistance to the environment. Frustration could come from gossip in the workplace, the politics. And I think number five is kind of where we're going to weave our story today for our listeners is basically not getting the recognition you feel that you deserve. And that's really kind of where our topic comes from, out of frustration. And I think what you will find out from our very special guest today is that, man, you know what? I'm going to do what somebody told me the other day on uh, on Instagram. And it's, and it's rather funny. They were like, Greg, I've listened to a couple of your podcasts and Man, you're like the best hype guy on the planet. So let me dive into our featured guest today for episode 48. Let, let's see if I still have the hype in me like like I've had before for basically 47 other episodes. As we look into our special guest, Genesis Amari Kemp, we find that she's a prof- she's a professional that has a purpose in life. She sees herself as a visionary, a woman who will go and do great things, which she's empowered to do, which one of them is speaking up. Genesis has a super passionate uh, extremity about equality, inclusion, and diversity. She specializes in telling her story and getting it out to others, stepping outside your comfort zone, She wants others to live out their dreams, goals, and visions, and she encourages people to take a leap of faith out of your comfort zone. Genesis is the author of Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace. Phenomenal title, phenomenal title. On the pages of her book, Genesis raises her voice, not only for minorities in the workplace, but she also does it so that basically people that are undervalued and that are ignored can basically rise up in their career and their journey. She began writing in high school as a way to release tension and stress and express herself. It also became a way of communication for her with the good man above God. 
in a sense, she felt that she was unable to talk closely to, you know, what I would consider, you know, those in the closet. And she basically knew that her problems would still resonate and nag if she continued to complain to her family. Instead, she internalized those issues in an unsettling battle that could lead to depression or oppression. So she started writing, getting her thoughts out, which led to something that provided a very therapeutic means for her to write her book. Now, Genesis is a woman of color. And for me, there is no color in life or in the world. So I'm going to say that Genesis is an empowered woman that is strong enough to stand up to corporate America and say enough is enough. She is bolder than ever. She's tried to remain quiet, but she can't incur the circumstances that have gone on in corporate America much longer. So today she's readapted to the current change and made some significant changes and decisions in her life by stepping outside of her comfort zone and speaking up and refusing to let not only intimidation, limitations, social unjust, racism keep her down. And so folks, I'm going to tell you, I've met this young lady and I realized that uh, someone that is up and rising, that's an advocate uh, for all the right values that have been oppressing us for years, as well as things that have gone on this year, which have just divided this country. And Genesis, without further ado, I'd like to basically say, do you have any opening remarks? Hey, Gregory. Yes. So some of my opening remarks would be to encourage the listeners out there is to rise above the limitations that other people try to place on you. Because Mm -hmm. if we allow other people to keep us conditioned to where we are, we're never going to accomplish our dreams because we're so busy thinking about what other people say we can do and what they say we can't do. And I also want to challenge you to see what barriers do you have in front of you and how do you plan on overcoming those barriers very well said very well said so let's let's kind of cut to the chase let's let's jump into uh, a little bit of our dialogue here um so you're the author of chocolate drop in corporate america which is which is just the unprecedented type title you know from from the pit to the palace Walk us through kind of what was going on in your life at that point in time when when you kind of said enough's enough and you really felt vulnerable enough to start writing these things down and then kind of moving yourself forward in a manner that uh, you could publish a book. What was that like for you? So during that time where the book was um, in the infancy stages, I was going through a performance review and evaluation. And the feedback that I got from my current boss was that, you know, I wasn't good enough. However, I was good enough to be on your team. I was good enough to travel for the company. I was good enough to represent this particular oil and gas company to their external stakeholders. However, I wasn't good enough for you all to put risk 
put some respect on my check. And whenever I say that, I, I'm meaning that they weren't paying me what I deserve because I was in the role of a professional. However, mm-hmm. they were paying me as an administrative assistant since I started with the company in 2013 and I came in as an administrative assistant. But fast forwarding, I'm now a compliance coordinator, you know, and I am on the team contributing the same amount that my peers are doing. So whenever I got that feedback, I was like, wait, something is not adding up. Okay, you're telling me one thing, but then the peer reviews and evaluations that I got from the colleagues and people that I worked with, whether they worked internally with the company or they work externally, you know, were exceptional. And so I'm not seeing where the rubber is meeting the road. You're saying one thing, but you know, I'm seeing it another way. And whenever I brought that to her attention. She's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. There's nothing that we can do. It has already been submitted. It's finalized. If you want to change it, we have to go up the chain of command and get, you know, higher management to, you know, undo it or, you know, retract it. And, you know, that's just, you know, going to be a hard act. And I was like, okay, so, you know, versus lashing out on her and, you know, being what they want me to be labeled as an angry black woman, I just took my frustrations to my phone and I put in my phone chocolate drop in corporate America. And I wrote down about three sentences and I left it alone. And that was my way of getting my frustration out of my head onto paper. And little did I know those three sentences were going to turn into a full-blown book. Wow. Wow. Quite quite impressive. And, um, you know, certainly, um, you know, I can sympathize with you in, in the context of, you know, being in corporate America and certainly going through such a, uh, a difficult situation. Um, you know, I, I, I think as any aspiring minority that um, is doing what is asked and performing kind of above and beyond and and basically, you know, putting forth every bit of sacrifice uh, for the recognition or for that growth. Um, and in most cases, what I've seen throughout my career, um, you typically don't get that. You know, there's always some, some um way that they finagle or, or place a loophole in into the the overall essence of being able to give you what you what you truly deserve and uh, certainly um, you know that's something that obviously has to change here in corporate America and currently you know in our society and so as we talk about this little event that happened which led you to writing the book, was there any indications early on? I mean, like you said, your, your peers were giving you outstanding remarks. Um, you know, y- you never received any type of uh, criticism or anything like that prior to this, this uh, review coming up? Not from this current position that I'm in. I had some criticism in the other professional role prior, and it was mainly because I felt like the supervisor in my previous role was prejudiced. I also felt that she already had her guard up and she wasn't trying to get off on the right foot. So she already had her unconscious biases and I wasn't just going to go with the flow because I think whenever you have a new individual coming into your team, you should get to know that individual instead of basing information on preconceived judgment or what other people have said about that individual, because that's not setting that person up for success. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't I can't agree with you more. And uh, certainly to our listeners uh, in that particular scenario, uh, at least from my prior uh, corporate experience, what I dealt with was the fact that I went through uh, something very similar with the bad review. Uh, I appealed it, of course. Uh, the appeal obviously didn't go my way because of all of the loopholes and various things that they tried to throw, you know, as I call it, throw, throw shade uh, against uh, the notion of, of, of me kind of uh, appealing what was said to my manager. But ultimately, I moved out of that department and went into a different department. And just what you stated, you know, if 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 folks tend to remove the color, remove their biases, and, and really give a person an opportunity to see what they're all about, particularly if they don't know you, uh, it would be a lot better working relationship in life than it would be to to just assume uh, things that, that typically probably are not true. And in my case, I was fortunate because of moving from one department to a different department and aligning myself with the guys that were ultimately my boss at the time and them basically giving me I won't say the red carpet treatment, but they basically told me, we know that you were done wrong. We know there was quite a bit of uh, injust. We don't like it. We know that you're a rock star uh, and we're going to let you perform uh, because, you know, we we need your type of talent in our department. And so that was a blessing for me to be able to step away from a bad situation, walk into something where, at least for me, I thought it was going to be very much like what you experienced, which was something that was going to be uh, past judgment would be casted forward and uh, all these preconceived notions about, you know, Greg being this or Greg being that and, and not really look at me for what I bring to the party, what value I bring to the table. And it was just the opposite. And so for me, I was I was truly blessed that uh, things did work out that way. And uh, and I was able to continue my career with them and then move on, you know, to doing bigger and better things. So so certainly there there uh, there are opportunities out there where where the story does go in the right way. But sometimes they just necessarily don't always go in that direction. So based on where you are right now with with the overall progression that transpired in that position and in that role, and I'm assuming you're still with the same company. How do you feel about the progression that's been made thus far? I mean, now that you have, you've put a book out, you've kind of, you've kind of stepped up to the plate. Um, uh, you know, the dynamics are starting to change. You know, you're starting to see a sense of a little bit more empowerment that's going on in this in this corporate environment that you're in. Are you still feeling the undercurrents of, of what was holding you down, or are things getting better? So I would answer that in two parts and I would say yes and no. Um, One thing that has happened since the book came out was the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, transpired after my book was was released. And that led to, you know, management having some serious conversations with those of us that identify as African-Americans or Blacks. And it was in one meeting that the vice president held that I spoke up at that meeting and that resulted in me getting a 20 percent salary increase a week later after previously being told that I wasn't going to be due for, you know, a promotion for two years and I wasn't going to be due for another position for two years. And that was said by my current supervisor. So 
I was grateful to get a 20% increase, but that also lets you know that for the past three years of me being in that role, I was underpaid by 20%. So if they really wanted to, you know, wipe the slate clean, they should have went back and paid me for the three years that I was underpaid. But I am grateful and thankful to God for the pay increase. Another thing that has transpired that was, you know, not so favorable was, you know, this past this past Tuesday of this week, I was informed that I would be laid off. But you know what? I just thank God for the seven and a half years that I worked with the company. I gained a lot of experience and I know something better is in store. But the book has allowed me to be bold and be unapologetically me. And it has, you know, influenced other people out there to share their stories and come come forward and, you know, take the podium and, you know, speak in the microphone and share their stories to help, you know, other people who are going through similar situations. And that's one thing that I love to hear because someone called me this morning and said, oh, my gosh, your book just really spoke to me. It spoke to me from when I was in corporate America. But it's also speaking to me now that I am at a smaller company doing accounting and that blesses me. And another person told me that after reading my book, he decided to write his own book and tell his story. And I think he's he's on either chapter 11 or 12 now. Wow. Wow. Quite impressive. Quite impressive. And you know what? Uh, you know, those type of situations are extremely commendable. They speak high value of, of who you are as an individual, your, your character and, um, and, and your persona, because, um, you know, receiving those calls is, is, it's, it's, it's like your word is being heard. Your message is being heard and it's being heard, you know, out above and beyond, you know, your, your, your immediate family and friends, you know, because now your book is out there and, and it's a, and it's a part of your legacy. It's a part of, of something that basically, as I consider, will, will, will never go away. It will just continue to move forward. And I think it's great, you know, to hear what you've just stated with regards to the information you received on Tuesday, because, you know, they've put you under extreme pressure. You've remained calm. And and now you feel you feel uplifted. I mean, it, it, it's almost uh, something that that burden is no longer being carried around because I'm sure after you received the 20 percent pay raise, as you said, you know, you, you felt that there was still like some unjust done. You know, you still felt like there was there was some oppression that happened at that point in time. But yet there was no retribution with regards to, hey, we're going to go back and truly correct this and and make it right. But uh, being released of all of that tension, you know, as a minority in the world today, a lot of people don't realize that weight or that burden that we carry is very stressful, you know, because we have to look a certain way. We have to act a certain way. We have to be a certain way. We can't be our natural selves. And that really hurts, you know, overall. And I think the journey for you, as I see it, you know, is, is probably something that is just beginning, particularly in your authorship and penmanship of, of being able to to get the word out there and get the message out there. Um, and I commend you definitely for that. So let's 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 flip this around a little on, on a positive note. I mean, we, we appreciate you sharing the story with us about corporate America and what provided the incentive for uh, a chocolate drop in corporate America. Uh, but what motivates you now? What, what's driving you to the next chapter in Genesis' life? 
building a legacy for the black and brown community, as well as any minority in general or any human being that has been slighted or has been told no or has been told that they're not good enough. That is what motivates me to keep pushing, keep grinding and keep speaking out because I want people to know that, you know, they are here for a purpose and they do matter. Another thing that motivates me is to... Um, uplift my family and be that person in the family, you know, that first author, that first person to have a book out. And with losing my dad the day before Thanksgiving, um, that was very hard for me, but I'm still pushing and I'm still doing podcasts because I know even though my dad is not here to see me out throughout the rest of my journey, he's with me in my heart. And, you know, I now have a guardian angel looking over me to help me guide and walk through, you know, this path and this roller coaster ride. So that motivates me to keep on going because I know that if I stop, it's going to do myself a disservice and there may be someone else out there waiting for me to pass the baton. But if I get caught up in in my emotions and my feelings, where would that person be? So I, I don't just think about this as, you know, me, myself and I, but I think about this with a holistic approach for those who went before me to pave the way and why I need to go before, you know, others and pave the way and keep the cycle of life going as well as, you know, making sure that I'm laying a proper foundation Mhm. 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 Well, certainly our condolences go to you and your family with regards to your to your father. Uh we know that must be a difficult time particularly um in and around the holidays. Um so definitely our our condolences go out go out to to you and your family for for your father passing. And uh we we certainly or should I say I certainly agree with you know your body of work uh it is is absolutely phenomenal and we think there's just so much more potential that's going to come away from from what's going on and so i guess my next question as we kind of think about futuristically based on what you've stated what's what's in store for book two i mean are, are you working on book two is that something you can you can share with our listeners is that is that uh, in the works not currently working on book two, but I do have some ideas. I know I definitely want to release a part two to my current book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America from the Pit to the Palace, only because so much has came out of the book, like the 20% um, pay increase. Then with me getting laid off, which my separation date with the company will be um, February 14th. So I guess the last day in office would be about February 12th. So I definitely want to talk about the entire seven and a half years, like, you know, with the company and what has transpired from 2019 to 2020 because 2020 was a curveball for everyone. I definitely will be reaching out to someone who is a screenwriter and she was asking me if I was interested in turning my book into a movie which is something that I've been thinking about as well as praying about and then bam the opportunity you know presented itself but you know you have to have your finances in order to do that so I definitely want to look at it and make sure that I have all my ducks in a row before I do that but that's something that I definitely want to pursue and I'm also going to be thinking about another way where I could get my dad's legacy to continue and live on 
him and I were going to be working on a book together. And I originally wanted that to be book two. So I'm just praying about where I want to go with the next one. But I know that whatever I do, I have about, you know, two or three books in the works that just need to, you know, be written out or combined. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And we certainly wish you uh, much, much success in your future endeavors. And so as we're getting close to the end of our time here, as we've talked about out of frustration, your journey, what inspired you to write uh, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America from the pit to the palace? Um, wh- why the subtitle? The, from the pit to the palace? I mean, what, 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 was, the, what was the inclination behind, behind that? So if you never go through trials and tribulations in your life and you never face that those dark times or go through that dark situation, can you honestly say that you have arrived? So um, before I even wrote this book, like I was in the pit. And when I say in the pit, it's metaphorically. So about 11 years ago, you know, I faced depression at a young age. I was in I was in high school. I was a victim of bullying and I saw so many people who were victims of being bullied that, you know, didn't make it to see another day. But during that time, like, you know, I fell in love with someone. And when people asked me, who do you, who did you fall in love with? I said, I fell in, I fell in love with myself, loving myself unconditionally and loving the woman that God has created. But he allowed me to be birthed through my mom and my dad, but he already knew what I was going to be. And he knew that there was purpose for my life. So that was a pit. And during that pit, it helped me realize and identify with some of my morals and my values, which I am now walking out into my adulthood. And I'm still learning because it is a journey. And the palace is, you know, the place where I am now being my whole self. I'm being authentic. I'm being unapologetically Genesis. And I am fighting for equality. And I'm fighting for people to ignite that voice and that passion that has been buried inside of them. So I tell people, you sometimes you have to go from the darkness in order to see the light. But if you never go through the darkness, you won't really appreciate the light and what you have. So that kind of is where the subtitle from the pit to the palace came from. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I can relate with you there. I, I've been, uh, as they say, uh, the terminology that I that I typically use is uh, you hit rock bottom, and uh, in my in in in, my, in the context of my life, I I've hit that rock bottom place before, and it it, and it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't pleasant, and I commend you for for everything you've been able to do to encourage, uh, to build your your esteem and your trust and your confidence, and everything that you've done to to put yourself back out there in the world and be able to present yourself now as an advocate um, for others. And uh, our hats go off to you. So as we're getting ready to wrap up, there, Genesis. What are, what are a couple takeaways? Can you give me two or three takeaways that you would like to leave uh, with our listeners? Yeah, I want to encourage everyone who's listening is to know who your tribe is and your tribe are people that are going to call you on your BS. They're going to be people that see your potential and they're going to push you to be great because they know there's greatness in you. And I also want to encourage people is 
um, to practice my three R's, which are refuel, refocus, and realign. If you don't refuel yourself, then you could easily reach the point of burnt out. And if you're burnt out, you aren't going to be able to help yourself, let alone someone else. Refocus is, you know, going through and taking a good a good leap and practicing self-reflection and asking yourself where I am right now is that where I want to be and if not what do I need to do to get to where I want to go and how I want to be seen and then realignment is practicing you know your equilibrium because just like you have to realign your tires in order for your car to perform and be optimal we must realign ourselves and make sure that we're feeding ourselves mentally, physically, and emotionally, and making sure we're not being pulled too far to the left or too far to the right, because if not, then we're going to be all over the place. And we need to find that balance, whether it's between work and work and home, whether it's a balance between, you know, our family and friends, but we have to take time out for ourselves to practice self-care and practice self-awareness so we can show up and be our whole self a hundred percent amen amen wow that was uh very eloquently spoken and certainly it addresses my opening question how do we decide to react to what is thrown at us determines our happiness or frustration and i think you have basically explained to us throughout this dialogue that what is thrown at us doesn't necessarily shape, mold, or cultivate who we are as human beings. We make that decision. We make that determination as to how we move forward. And we're certainly glad that you are on a path right now of, of great success. And so, folks, um, this has been outstanding. I know I've been on sabbatical. A lot of people been like, hey, Greg, when are you putting out another episode? But uh, certainly... We're back in it again. We're back in the tranche. We're getting ready to move forward and press forward with season three in Genesis. This has been just a commendable uh, moment of time to spend with you and, and, and obviously get to know more about you and and some of the things that have inspired you and motivated you to, to take the steps that you've taken to become an author. Uh, as well as an advocate towards equality and inclusion and, and diversity and be that voice of change. And, uh, you know, certainly if there's anything that we can do here at Cut to the Chase to kind of help promote that for you, um, we're in your court. And so, folks, uh, before we wrap up, I'm going to say go out, purchase her book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace. And Genesis, that's available on um, Amazon, what, what give give us some of the places where people can purchase your book. So it's available on Amazon and it's also available on some other sites that mm -hmm. local bookstores have. I, I don't have all the sites off the top of my head, but I'll definitely send that to you. And on Amazon, the paperback is $13. And I also have a Kindle version available for $2.99. Okay. All right. All right. Certainly, we'll uh, we'll make sure we put that out in our in our campaigning uh, material for people to be able to 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 buy your book and and of course uh, be able to uh, learn more uh, about you as as an author. And so this is uh, Gregory Proctor, episode forty eight, out of frustration 
Genesis, thank you again. We certainly appreciate your time. And to everyone out there, please be safe. We know it's a Friday um, holiday time. Think before you act and uh, by all means, uh, be careful. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.